you don't leave us alone, but you allow the situations and circumstances of life to try us, to test us, to change us, to transform us. And as we look into your word this morning, we pray that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I hope you had an amazing Christmas season, and we're at the end of 2018. Can you believe that? December 30th, tomorrow, December 31st, the day after, January 1st. So I hope you had a good Christmas season, enjoying time with friends and and family. But now, as we come to the end of the year, we end up looking back at 2018 and see some of life's situations and circumstances that we've gone through. The video that, that I showed you here is by a man named Bob Sorge, and, and you heard a little bit of his testimony, and I'll talk a little bit about him as we go through the message, but I wanted to show you the video first so, you have, um, so we could maybe relate some of our life experiences in 2018 to maybe some of the things that he has gone through as well. But... Throughout 2018, we probably have experienced different things. Some of us had, has had great memories, um, amazing victories, amazing achievements and accomplishments. But, and I'm sure there's great highs in 2018, but there's probably some very low times for some of us, if not for all of us, in 2018. Maybe trials, difficulties, pain, loss, hardship, unfulfilled dreams, unmet expectations, incomplete ambitions unsatisfied promises. Maybe we look back at this year and think, when, Lord? Why, Lord? What happened, Lord? How come, Lord? Where are you, Lord? Anyone can relate to that? And now we're getting ready to enter into 2019, and we're wondering if it will be like 2018, or maybe if, is it going to be worse? We're thinking how things will be different, or maybe will it be the same? And if you're thinking like that, I want to encourage you today by the title of today's message, which is, He's Never Late, So Seize the Wait. He's Never Late, So Seize the Wait. Our, the times and season of our life is in the Lord's hands, and although at times we think He's delaying, at times we think He might be late but actually he's working behind the scenes for our good. Now we read in John chapter 11, Keisha read the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick. And what did Jesus do? Did he rush right away to say, oh, Lazarus is sick. Let me go right away and deal with this, this situation because Lazarus is my friend. No, the Bible says that he waited two days and then he went. By the time he got to Lazarus's house, Um, Lazarus was dead and Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sisters, both told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In essence, they were telling Jesus, Jesus, you're late. Where were you? You should have been here. You should have answered my prayer. You should have healed my brother. You should have been here. Lord, where were you? Lord, you're late on the scene. How many times in 2018 have we thought that? Looking back at 2018, maybe we can ask that question to the Lord. Lord, why was the promise not fulfilled in 2018? Why did the healing not come? Why did I go through such a painful experience? Lord, why are you late in my life? Sadly, we equate unanswered prayers and unfulfilled promises and unmet requests with a lack of the presence of God. But it's not true. In the story of Lazarus and Jesus seemingly being laid on the scene, um, we can see that actually he was right on time. 
And maybe in our lives, we're, we're coming down to, 20, to the end of 2018 and we're looking back and we're thinking, Lord, how come you haven't fulfilled this promise? How come you haven't answered this thing? How come you haven't done this thing? How come you haven't healed me or healed this person? Lord, there's so many unmet expectations, unmet promises. Lord, where are you in this difficult situation? We're coming to the end of the year. Lord, you know, we got one more day, Lord. Okay, I'll, I'll hang on till the very end. But Lord, you're really cutting this close. It's late. Well, I want to encourage you today from the word of God and through this story. And I'd like to see just three main things that I I hope we can learn from this story and hopefully will encourage us in our walk with the Lord. The first thing is, is that our faith will be tried. You saw it in the story of Bob Sorge and how his faith was tried in such a crisis situation and how he had to hang on to God and tell the Lord, Lord, I love you even in the midst of such a difficult situation. In John 11, Verses 25 and 26, Jesus speaking to uh, Martha said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he challenges her. Do you believe this? See, Mary and Martha, their faith was being tried. They thought because they had seen miracles that Jesus had done and they thought, okay, Jesus, if you come while my brother's still sick, I believe that you can heal him. But look, now he's dead. So the time has passed. But Jesus said, do you believe? Jesus wanted to test their faith and see if they really believed on him. In the waiting, there will be trials of faith in our life. In the unanswered prayer, will we still hold on to Jesus? First Peter chapter one and verse seven says these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Trials are there to show, to display, to reflect that our faith in Christ is actually genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. What did 2018 reveal about our faith? What will 2019 reveal about our faith? And maybe you're here today and you haven't put your faith in Christ. Maybe you're on the fence or you're thinking about it. And I might not know what's preventing you, but I'd love to have a chat with you about it. Or even after the service, there'll be people here in the front that are here to pray with you. And they would love to talk to you about it as well. But when Jesus gave the command to open the tomb, Martha said it would be smelling. Martha said, Jesus, don't open that tomb. He's dead for four days already. It's going to be stinking. Please don't do that. It's going to smell up the whole place. But what did Jesus reply? He said, did I not tell you that if you would believe, if you would have faith, you will see the glory of God. Maybe there are things in our life that are a little bit stale, that are stinking, that are smelling, and we're thinking there's no hope, there's no way this is going to change around. Can you believe the Lord to turn those situations around in 2019? What's the hardest thing that you're facing? Can you believe the Lord to bring something good out of that very difficult situation? Can you believe the Lord to bring some light out of darkness? Now in this story, Lazarus was raised from the dead, so there was a happy ending to this story. But we have to understand as well, that might not always be the case for us. And some things that we want may not come to pass. The question is, can we still hold on to our faith in the midst of those very difficult situations? 
Hebrews chapter 11 is a chapter about faith and talks about a lot of heroes of faith. And in this chapter, it says, all these people died still believing what God had promised. And it says here, they did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. God's not ashamed to be called their God because these people had faith. They didn't receive everything that was promised. They didn't receive, they didn't see the fulfillment of all of what they were looking for, all of what they desired, all of what they petitioned God for. But they were commended for their faith because they were looking for a better place. Now, if our hope is only in this life, then we'll live miserable lives. But what we need to do is do the will of God here and now with a hope to see the kingdom of God in eternity to come. A hope that goes beyond the grave. Let our vision not be just limited by the, the, the frailty of human life and the temporality of, 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 our, of our life here on this earth. But let's see God's plan and his purposes of the kingdom of God in, in a much larger way. Hebrews 11 verses 35 to 39 says it this way. It says, there were others who were tortured refusing to be released so they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and floggings and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They, were, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and in mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. So all these people went through sufferings and trials and difficulties and hardships. They didn't receive all that they maybe hoped for, all that they wanted, all that they desired. But it says here, they were all commended for their faith. Dear friends, dear people of God, our faith will be tried. And looking back in 2018, we might say, yes, I really went through a a fiery trial. Yes, I really went through a difficult situation. Yes, my faith was really put to the test. Yet none of them received what had been promised. Can we still hold on to God? Now again, Lazarus' story ends with a happy ending. But it might not always be the case. But the question that God is looking for, the thing that God wants to see is, where is our faith in all of this? Rick Warren says it this way. He says, faith doesn't always take you out of the problem. Faith often takes you through the problem. Faith doesn't always take away the pain. Faith gives you the ability to handle the pain. Faith doesn't take you out of the storm. Faith calms you in the midst of the storm. Where is our faith today? Remember, he's never late. He may be late according to our standards, but he wants to commend our faith. Number two is that he knows our pain. When we look back at 2018, we see the, the darkness, we see the hard times, we see the difficulties, we see the, the loss, we see the, the hardships, we see the pain. And one thing we should understand is that he knows our pain. The shortest verse in the Bible is found in this passage that we read. It's in John 11 and verse 35. Two simple words. Jesus wept. Now, why in the world would Jesus be weeping? Even before Jesus got on the situation, he already knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew he was going to go there. He knew Lazarus was going to be dead. He knew he was going to speak some words and Lazarus would come back to life and they would live happily ever after. Jesus already knew what was going to happen. So why is Jesus weeping here? 
I really believe it was because he wanted to show empathy. And he wanted to relate to our pain and our suffering and our heartache. Maybe you went through a terrible journey in 2018. Do you know that Jesus was with you in that journey? He's seen your tears. He knows the lonely nights. He knows the difficult circumstances. He knows the battle you're facing better than anyone else. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, do you know he wants to journey with you in your pain? Do you know that he wants to journey with you in your time of trial and difficulty? He doesn't want to leave you alone. When we accept Christ as our savior, it doesn't mean that he takes away all the trials and pain, but rather he journeys with us in that difficulty. Hebrews chapter four, verses 15 and 16 says, for we do not have a high priest speaking about Jesus who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet. He did not sin. So what does it say here? It says, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Come to Jesus because he knows our pain. He came and he saw Lazarus, he saw the situation, he saw Mary and Martha, he saw their broken heart, he saw them weeping, he saw the difficulty and suffering that they were going to, and it says Jesus wept. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what he was going to do. He knew that it was going to be, and they lived happily ever ever after. But he still wept, because he journeyed with them. In their pain. Psalm 34, verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Maybe when you look back at 2018, as we've come to the end of the year, and as often as we do, we, we look back, we take account, we take stock of what happened in 2018. Maybe we make some New Year's resolutions for 2019. Dear people of God, dear friends, understand that God is close to the brokenhearted. And if you've gone through some breaking situations in 2018, if you've gone through some tearful situations, if you've gone through some lonely situations, if you've gone through some some heartaches in 2018, please know today that Jesus is close to the brokenhearted. And he rescues those who are crushed in his spirit. Now, Jesus could have come earlier onto the situation. He could have healed Lazarus while he was still alive, but he waited until Lazarus died. And he cried with Mary and Martha. And then performed a miracle. One of the most famous uh, poems, Christian poems, is called Footprints. I'm sure many of you have seen it. You probably have it hanging in your, in your house, some of you. But in that, in that poem of Footprints, I'm, I'm sure so many have. In that poem of Footprints, it talks about journeying together with the Lord. And then the person asks, well, there was one time in my life when I was going through some heartaches and some real pain. And I saw only one set of footprints. I said, Lord, why did you leave me at such a time when I really needed you most? And the reply was, it was then when I carried you. It was then when I carried you. Know that he is with you. Know that he is walking with you. He feels the pain. It's interesting when the Lord appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus. Now Paul was persecuting the church and he was doing so much against the church in the book of Acts. But when Jesus appeared to Paul to reveal himself, you know what the question that Jesus asked Paul? He said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting the church? Why are you persecuting my followers? Why are you persecuting these people? No, he said, why are you persecuting me? Because Jesus was journeying. He was walking with, he was with his people. 
He felt the pain. He felt the persecution. In the book of Daniel, we read a a story of of three Hebrew boys that didn't want to bow their knee to an idol. And so because of that, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. And it's interesting in that story because you would have thought, Jesus, you got there too late. You should have saved them before they got into the furnace. Lord, why did you allow them to be thrown into the furnace? Somehow you should have come and intervened and stopped them from actually getting into the furnace. But no, they were thrown into the furnace and the Bible says there was a fourth person there. It says one like unto the son of man and he was walking with them and they were not burned. They were protected. The Lord was with them. He's never late. We might think, Lord, couldn't you have just made this? Why do you have to drag it out to the very end, Lord? Why do you got to leave it all the way when, when the little rope is burning and there's one strand left and then finally you come in and rescue? Lord, why do you have to leave it all the way till the end? Couldn't you have saved them from the fire altogether? No, it was to bring glory to the Lord. We'll look at that in a moment. But Isaiah 43 and verse 2 says, When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. Number three, the last thing is that it's all for his glory. Behind the Lord waiting, behind the unanswered petitions, behind the trials, behind the difficulties, is God's glory waiting to be manifested. When the news first reached Jesus about Lazarus being sick, Jesus said it was for the glory of God. John 11, verse 4, when he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. In the trial, in the pain, in the suffering, the Lord wants to draw us closer to himself and be glorified in us. Again, in the book of Daniel, we read of another story called Daniel in the lion's den, another famous story in the Bible. And Daniel, again, he bowed his knee to pray, and because of that, he was thrown into the den of lions. And you could have said, Lord, why couldn't you have just saved him from the den of lions? Why do you have to actually go there? Again, Lord, you're leaving this till the very last second. Just save him altogether from the den of lions. No, God wanted him to go there. Why? Because after he saved him from the lion's den and he came out, what did the king say? The king said, everybody must worship the God of Daniel because the God of Daniel is the living and true God. Everyone should come and bow the knee to the God of Daniel because he is the true God that saved Daniel from the mouths of the lions. See, God received glory. Through the trial, through the difficulty, glory came to the Lord. Now, does that mean praising God in the storm? Yes. Does that mean exalting his name in difficult situations? Yes. One of the songs that we sing written by Matt Redman, is called Blessed Be Your Name. And, so, and part of some of the verses in that say, Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. When I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be your name. And taken from the book of Job, which we heard about in the video, you give and take away. You give and take away, but my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. 
Can we say that about 2018? Maybe we've gone through some really difficult situations and God has given and God has taken away. We've gone through some really good times and we've gone through some really difficult times. Can we say, just as Job said, Lord, you give and you take away, but my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 to 19, it says, Though the fig tree have no blossoms, things are not really working out well, and there's no grapes on the vines, it's just dry. Even though the olive crops fail, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty, yet if all of these things are going against me, nothing good is happening. It's just one bad thing after another bad thing after another bad thing. Then that gives me perfect reason to complain and murmur against the Lord. No, this passage says, if it's one bad thing after another bad thing after another bad thing, then it says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. See, the Lord wants to know us. And he wants us to be known of him more deeply and intimately. Ultimately, what happens in the story of Lazarus, John chapter 11, we read those verses. But the very next chapter, John chapter 12, we see that Mary takes a bottle of very expensive perfume and she breaks it and pours it out over the feet of Jesus to reveal her love, her dedication, her gratitude to Jesus. In another gospel, we read about Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning from him. And she was commended for that. See, that ultimate thing is for us to know God and for God to know us. And in the video, we saw that he, he, uh, Bob Sorgi, he said, Lord, I want to know you. I want to love you. And the worst thing would have been for God to leave Job alone. The worst thing for us is for God to leave us alone. Lord, regardless of the trial, regardless of the difficulty, Lord, I want to know you. I want to love you. We praise him in the storm, and he's glorified. As he's exalted in our life, he's glorified. As we live to fulfill his will on earth, as it is in heaven, he's glorified. As we are changed in our character, he's glorified. As his purposes are accomplished in our life, he's glorified. As we trust and have faith in him, he's glorified. As we look back at 2018, how have we glorified the Lord, especially in the dark and difficult times? He wants to draw us closer to himself. He wants to change our character. He wants us to be like him so that the glory goes back to him. Bob Sorge wrote a book as well called Secrets of the Secret Place. And he talks about knowing God intimately And spending time with him in the secret place. Finding our strength in the Lord. When it seems like everything around us is falling apart. Now remember the answer came for Mary and Martha. And Lazarus was raised to life. But as we already, already saw. There are some times that we might not get the answer we want. Or the way that we want it. Or in the time that we want it. But can we still glorify him in our praises? As we come to the end of the year, you may be thinking, where is God? How come my prayers haven't been answered? Why am I in this situation? Well, we heard about the story of Job, and it says here in Job 30, verse 26. He said, when I hoped for good, evil came. When I looked for light, then came darkness. 
Maybe you look back at 2018 and you can say, yeah, that's me. I, I waited for the Lord. I trusted in God. I wanted God to do something in my life, but instead of light, darkness came. Instead of good, evil came. I I went through some real difficult times. I want to encourage you today that God allows those things because he tries our faith. And he knows our pain. And he walks with us. Because he wants glory to come to his name through our life and through our testimony. I'll close with this story in 2 Kings chapter 6 and 7. I really like this story. It's a very interesting story. The story is that um, the army of Syria was surrounding Samaria, the city of Samaria. And they were trying to besiege the city of Samaria. And they wanted to try to conquer the city of Samaria. And so as they were, they were besieging that city, they didn't have products going back and forth. And so only whatever food and things were inside the city they could use. And it came time when the people were starving. They didn't have enough supplies. And you could have asked the question, God, where were you? God, you're really late on this situation. Where are you to defend and help your people? Things got pretty desperate to the point where people were even eating their own children. Because there was so much starvation and hunger in the city. And there were four lepers that were at the gate. And these four lepers had basically three options. They said to themselves, look, we can stay here. Worship team, you can come. These four lepers said, look, you could stay here. We could stay here and we're going to die because we're starving. We can go into the city and we'll die there as well too because everyone else is starving. Or we could go over into the camp of Syria. Now, they're probably going to kill us because they're our enemies. But maybe, just maybe, they will show us mercy and give us some food to eat. And so they said, yeah, let's take that risk. Let's try that. And so they went over to the camp of, uh, of, the, of Syria, the army of Syria. And what did they find? They were all gone. And all the food was left there. And they had a huge feast and they celebrated. And they said, wow, look at all of this food. And they said, this is not good for us just to enjoy all this food. We better tell our friends that all this food is here. And God provided abundantly a banquet for them. Because they thought, there's just a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of chance that I can fall on the mercy of of the army of Syria. And maybe I might live. I want to tell you today that we have a savior that's way better than the army of Syria. We have a living God that cares for us, that loves us, that wants to provide for us, that wants to help us, wants to deliver us, wants to do amazing things for us. And if we just decide today, I want to throw myself on the mercies of God. It's going to be way better than a banquet. It's going to be way better than a feast. It's going to be way better than anything they experienced. I want to tell you today as we're coming to the end of 2018 and as we're looking forward to 2019, throw yourself on the mercies of God. Throw yourself into the arms of Jesus. It's the best place to try. Even if you think, I went through so much difficulty. I went through so many trials. I went through so many problems. There's just no hope. There's no chance. I want to tell you, there is a little bit of chance. Even if there's a little bit of hope. These four lepers, they thought, we're going to die here. We're going to die there. If we go to the camp of Syria, we're probably going to die. But there's just a little bit of hope they might spare our lives. I want to tell you today, by the gospel, there's way more than a little bit of hope that Jesus gives us. And for 2018, there is so much that the Lord wants to give to us.
I'll close with this verse, Isaiah 50, verse 10. This is from the message translation. I like this translation. It says, who out there fears God actually listens to the voice of his servant. For anyone out there who doesn't know where you're going, you you don't know what 2019 is going to hold. You don't know where you're going. Anyone groping in the dark, maybe you feel like you're in a situation, 2018 was such a blur, 2018 I went through so much darkness, so much pain, I'm just sort of groping in the dark, I don't know where you are, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what 2019 is going to hold for me, I'm just so confused, I don't know God what your plan is, what your will is, it's just one trial after another trial, my family's in a mess, my job is so difficult, my health is falling apart, I don't know where you are, I'm groping in the darkness, but what does it say here? Trust in God. Lean on your God. Trust in God. Lean on him because he's never late. Enjoy the journey. Relish in his love. Bask in his goodness. Delight in his mercy. Rejoice in the hope that he brings. We're going to sing this song that we sang a couple of weeks ago. It's called Yes, I Will. And the words are very meaningful. It says, I count one thing on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now. In the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. All my days, oh yes I will. I choose to praise, to glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. Can we choose in 2019? I'm going to praise you God regardless of what trials come. I'm going to praise you God regardless of what darkness comes to me. I'm going to praise you God regardless of what situations I face. Lord, because I trust in you, I am throwing myself on your mercies. I am throwing myself into your loving arms. And I believe that you who began the good work in me, you're going to help me. Lord, 2018 brought so many difficulties. But Lord, I just trust in you because I know you're trying my faith, but you know my pain. And you're working all things out to bring glory to your name. Let's sing to the Lord.